Patty and Rada with Hims, and I'm with Scott Gatos, Vice President of Product for Optum. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Patty, for having me. So today in this podcast, we're going to talk about how enterprise IT strategies can enable modernization for improved care outcomes and enhanced provider and patient experiences. So, Scott, my first question to you is: you know, IT can have far-reaching impact on so many facets of healthcare, but what are some of the areas where you feel IT can drive the most change? So a big one that jumps out at me right away is, is what we'll call sort of digital enablement of customer and employee experiences. You know, it's actually really important to, to understand what digital is and, and what it isn't. So digital like cloud before it and agile before that needs definition. So when you think about digital, right, digital is really about business strategy uh, that's enabled by technology, not the other way around. So when looking to drive like digitally inspired change, think about things like completely revamping the patient waiting room experience at a provider or like radically changing the pre-authorization process for a payer. So technology, you know, plays a role in that. Technologies like cloud, Internet of Things, AI, these enable those radical changes, uh, but it's really not like choose the technology and point it at a problem. Uh, rather, it's how can I radically change my business? And then what technology underpinnings do I need uh, to enable that? So when you think about then digital, digital enabling technologies aren't necessarily always used for digital change either. And that, that becomes a problem. So, so another example, uh, things like that would be moving an on-premises application, something that's in your data center, uh, moving that footprint rather to uh, public cloud, uh, that may save money, uh, but that in itself is not actually a digital project. Rather, consider like, what was that application for? And maybe we can create automation that completely eliminates 10 manual steps that I did in that application, thereby reducing, say, my administrative burden by 50% and revamping some long drawn out process. And by the way, all of that powered by some cloud oriented API. Now that is a digital business transformation. So as I, as I focus on things like that, you know, digital business, it's important to understand what's digital and what's not. So I would say, you know, properly orchestrated technology projects, explicitly ones that enable digital business strategies, that's the area, right, of opportunity for IT going forward here. Great. So how important is it for organizations to have an enterprise-wide IT approach, you know, specifically across geographically dispersed systems or newly acquired facilities, you know, that drives consistent practices across critical areas like cloud management, security, and technology adoption. Yeah, Patty, that's a good one, right? Because every enterprise is a little bit different, right? We sort of, it's just like digital, right? We say enterprise. Well, enterprise means different things. But what I would say about that is this, is that enterprise strategy needs to be there. It's the thing that establishes the guardrails and the, and the guidelines. Um, and then the execution can be done via a mix of centralization and the federation of the enterprise. And that's actually the best recipe uh, for enterprise success. So say, for example, enterprise strategy, like we have a very specific way of securing protected health information and personally identifiable information when we're using the public cloud. If that's a policy and that's an enterprise strategy, that doesn't mean you have to come through central IT to do your project, but rather here are the components to use to ensure your project consumes enterprise 
healthcare safe cloud services. So the enterprise strategy setting the policy, setting the guidelines, the guardrails, so the enterprise doesn't hurt itself, but allowing the federation and the business to actually execute. Another example might be, think about things like enterprise level security procedures and training, right? How do we get an entire organization set around, you know, that's distributed as an enterprise to be vigilant around things like social engineering threats uh, or phishing, right? These are consistent practices that we want to make sure everybody does. So what we do today, you know, is we might have a once a year training course uh, on email security, uh, make sure you go through the entire training, uh, take the test, hopefully pass, you know, if not take the test again un- until you pass. It's not that that's bad, but that's not necessarily going to drive that consistent practice that, that you asked about, you know, in, uh, in the question. So if you think about things like unobtrusive test emails, things that are sent like by, by us, right, by the organization to train and test uh, folks so that they recognize phishing. And then there are incentives for those who quote unquote catch, right, the email and reminders for those who don't, right? This is a way to drive sort of consistency across the organization far better, right, than the, than the false sense of security, if you will, that we get, you know, from that once a year test. So this is all about ongoing consistency and, and adoption. So what are some of the most significant barriers to delivering a cohesive enterprise IT strategy for health systems? And how do health systems overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, this is, this is always tough, right? Uh, you know, sometimes the answer is it depends, but, but I can definitely give a few examples here. So, so funding can always be one, right? It's a very easy one to pick on, right? There's always, we don't have funding to do X, we don't have funding to do Y. Um, but even when funding is available, then it's generally dispersed throughout the entire ecosystem with maybe no guiding principles on how to apply it towards a grander enterprise strategy. So the existence of funding and the executable uh, vision, if you will, to tie it to are both needed for, for enterprise success. You know, another, uh, another barrier is um, inertia to change, right? It's, frankly, it's even a bigger barrier and an, and an easier target uh, than funding. So uh, an organization, if you will, that has a uh, this is the way we've always done it sort of approach is a cultural killer, right? For uh, enterprise strategy and especially digital initiatives that are, that are looking to positively disrupt the business. So remember the definition of, of digital that, that we, we talk about. So substantial business change uh, enabled via technology. That substantial business change, it's impossible if the culture is, this is the way we've always done it. Right? And so how, how do you handle these things? The first thing is, is really uh, top level commitment to strategy. And, and so in other words, executive level commitment to that strategy. And then trust you know, trust with verification, if you will, that the federated system is actually executing against that strategy. Uh, and those two things together are critical to an over overcoming things like, uh, like inertia. Um, and then the, the last part about this, and we talked a little bit about it in that, in that email example, um, incentives and disincentives to actually do what the organization is trying to do are very helpful, right? It's so organizations and, and the people in them uh, sort of do what they're incented to do. So having incentives or disincentives by themselves um, seems like a good idea, but just the incentives aren't enough uh, because they need to be aligned then to the organization and to point it at the goals uh, of that cohesive strategy that you set forth. Otherwise, 
uh, you end up with a, a patchwork of incentives and disincentives that might get an individual organization to do what you've asked it to, but uh, but it then misses the larger point of, of the overall strategy. So, you know, a number of challenges, um, they definitely have ways to overcome them, um, but there's no like singular silver bullet. It generally takes this connection between the enterprise strategy and the execution of, of the federation uh, to actually be successful. It sounds like a very complicated dance uh, in a sense. It can so, be. <laughs> so how do organizations go about measuring the impact of their IT investments, you know, such as in costs, specific performance metrics, timeliness, uh, timeliness and so on? So, I, I, Patty, I like your examples, right? Because what's important there in, in that detail is different kinds of investments have different goals. Right? And so if you're, if you're measuring costs or you're measuring timeliness, those are, those are, sometimes those are related, right? Time is money, but they can be different things. So the, the key is, is that there's not like a one size fits all metric for, for ROI. It doesn't, it doesn't always make sense. Some of, of course, the financial models that are created for ROI, they are useful, but, but not sufficient by themselves. So for instance, if the, if the purpose of an investment, uh, an IT investment that, that is, you know, is to create efficiencies or cost savings, uh, then that's great. Have that as part of the ROI model measure, right? Those, those cost savings and the efficiencies that are there. But like another example, if the, if the purpose of a different investment is to say, uh, increase provider engagement, you know, at a hospital that's powered by certain technology, then provider engagement is the measure, not the cost, right? That's associated with that. So I think the key there, right, is measure the outcomes you're actually looking for, not an arbitrary ROI that's that's blindly applied, right, to, to all projects. Great. So have there been significant advances in healthcare technology or are they primarily systemic? That's a great question uh, as well, Patty. So uh, the, the great news here, right, is that there are lots and lots of, you know, advances in, in, and I'll just say technology, right, rather than healthcare technology. And this is important, right, because many of the technological advances that we see across IT and, and technology in general are by their nature cross-market. Uh, and that's really beneficial uh, to healthcare. So, so things like um, the rapid expansion of cloud services, especially things like uh, PaaS, right? Platform as a service services. So as these are becoming more available, it, it sort of provides healthcare organizations with this tremendous tooling uh, to out-innovate their competitors and, and provide you know, it's sort of an ever evolving patient and or member slash customer engagement. So then you have the technology providers on the other side of that. When they make their capabilities available, you know, to the, the grander um, uh, commercial audience as consumable application programming interfaces or PaaS tooling, it creates this incredible incredibly accessible toolkit, you know, for healthcare organizations to leverage. So we see this today, right? Where organizations will use like cloud PaaS tooling to build things like chatbots or health information sharing features, right? Through their, their portals or what have you. And that's great, right? But as organizations get more and more comfortable with PaaS and features like that, um, then things like complex machine learning can be leveraged at what relatively is a low per transaction cost and embed that technology directly in things like clinical or administrative workflows throughout the enterprise. And that leads to substantial differentiation. So these kinds of things, I know I spent a lot of time on that because there's lots and lots of technologies, but, but something as 
straightforward as all of this investment that various vendors are making in these cloud PaaS toolings become this massively accessible toolkit uh, for, for healthcare organizations to use, leverage, and springboard themselves to innovation. So have you seen the role of healthcare IT leaders become increasingly strategic, you know, while still retaining a focus on technology and operational excellence? You know, that's a that's that's a good one, Patty, because it it feels like those things maybe are mutually exclusive. Right. But but they're not, you know, sort of um, the way I would characterize it, I would say uh, operational excellence, as, as we termed it there. Uh, that's the currency that allows IT leaders to have that necessary voice and authority and things like strategic uh, direction and strategic decision making. So, so yes, with you know, with with IT and this sort of uh, myriad of of technologies um, necessary to power these digital business strategies, it's imperative that IT leaders have a seat at that strategic table. But they won't be invited, or worse, they'll be disinvited if operational excellence isn't already table stakes uh, and then properly maintained, whether it's done internally you know, or, or with partners. So both of those things, they're not either or, right? Both have to be true uh, in order to actually have the right uh, strategic setting uh, to allow IT leaders to, to have those voices. Great. So on that note of you know strategy as providers look for strategic partners to help them accelerate their IT initiatives you know what should they be mindful of during their search yeah th- this is this is always a tough one right because we just said we talked about like hey you can go it alone you can do partners um, the great news is right is that there's a there's a ton of ever advancing uh, technologies that that healthcare organizations can leverage to help with their initiatives. The challenge, though, of course, is is uh, properly applying those technologies in the healthcare setting. You know that that we all care about, and so it takes a deeper understanding of how providers, payers, life science, and biopharma organizations operate. So what I would say is, you know, finding partners who can successfully apply that tech in healthcare, right, is a primary search criteria. So uh, another one I would say is flexibility. So in other words, look for those technology or service providers who can flex their offerings to meet those changing needs of of your organization rather than a, uh, this is how this product or service works, take it or leave it. Um, So, you know, if it's uh, healthcare expertise first, then a second criteria I would say is is, uh, flexibility as, as a close second. And, and I guess a third criteria is probably warranted there. So we have a kind of a top three. Um, so a third one would be what, what we'll call sort of a, a follow the sun model, right? We're, we're always talking about how quickly technology and, and IT advances. Um, and, and just today, right? How like properly, we just talked a little bit about how leveraging IT is imperative to enterprise strategy. So you want to be as close to possible as this in this well, what I'll call an always on model, right? 24, techno- 24 by seven technology supported by 24 by seven services, right? So this is, these criteria are, are, are critical, right? For, for healthcare operations. So when you think about uh, healthcare expertise, um, flexibility in, in products and services, and this sort of always on support and operations model, those three things are like crucial, right? To picking partners and helping healthcare organizations have success with uh, with IT and their IT investments. Great. So, what do you think will change most about IT services or strategy over the next five years? 
<laughs> so Patty, this is this is crystal ball stuff, right? And crystal ball is always especially hard, right? Um, especially in technology, super dangerous, right? <laughs> Try to make accurate predictions, but I do think. Uh, there are important trends that are worth noting. Um, and frankly, organizations shouldn't ignore them. The first is this, this COVID-19 pandemic that we're all still presently living through. It's, it's taught us that things like remote work and remote customer interaction is a huge part of our future, right? So business strategies, uh, technologies and processes that cater to that uh, will be extremely important, even as society feels like we do now that things are starting to return to normal. But remote staff and remote customers are going to be there uh, in, 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 in droves. And so they require proper enablement and experiences for continued success. So this is an important trend that, that we don't lose sight of. Another one, and one that's worth mentioning, is vendor and partner management in IT. Now that sounds like super boring because it's not like some, you know, tech crystal ball thing and it sounds super non-technical either, but the reality is, you know, most organizations already have a large number of of partners they work with that deliver um their technology needs and that number's only going to grow rapidly. Um and and frankly the varying directions from which technology-based solutions come um just just uh, exponentially increases the amount of partners. So to that end, you know, whether or not you do this yourself or you have some partner that helps you do this, doing proper uh, security, business strategy, and technology management of the sea of providers and partners an organization uses to execute its IT strategy through technology um, is only going to get more complicated, not less. Uh, so, so vendor management's uh, another key. I think the last thing that I that I would say in in this space is I'll reiterate, you know, one more time actually about this uh, technology enabled business strategy and not the other way around, right? There's there are more and more technologies that will constantly come out and they'll be very cool, um, but they may serve absolutely no purpose whatsoever in the execution of the business strategy that that you have. So that's not to say that organizations shouldn't experiment because there's actually there's absolutely a place for um, banding about experimentation. We don't, we don't have any idea if this thing means something to us, but we can experiment with it. However, when we make corporate commitment then to enabling technologies, those should be those emerging technologies that align with and are in direct support of that overarching enterprise business strategy that, that we talked about before. So again, that's a, that's, that's a quick look into my crystal ball without trying to be too committal against things that change pretty, pretty frequently. But these are, these are trends that are important for all of us. Great. Well, Scott, you said a lot of really meaty stuff. Um, and so if I could distill our discussion today, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, business and enterprise strategies um, and how we really have to really turn quickly, as we saw in the last year with COVID-19, how we had to stand up a lot of technology, how we really had to uh, transition to different, you know, ways of delivering care. But to your point, you talked about, you know, technology-enabled business strategy, you know, not the other way around. So when you think about all of the business and enterprise strategies that um, organizations, you know, have to create, that um, it's, we have to be really mindful of the technology that we put into place to support that, not, you know, the other way around, as you had talked about, the technology, you know, isn't the thing, a new technology comes right. around, you know, we put it in that we really have to think about what, what are our strategies, what are our goals, and how does technology solve those problems and meet those goals? 
That's right. That's right. No, you got it. And that's the why. Like the last thing that you said there was so important, Patty, right? Because that's, it's why. Why are we doing this thing? It goes back to what you asked about, you know, how do we measure that? It's we have to measure the why we're doing it at all. Otherwise, it might end up just being an experiment and, and not really go anywhere and serve the purpose as to why we even make these kinds of investments. But yeah, you hit it. That's great. Great. Well, this was a great discussion. And thank you so much for your time, Scott. Patty, thanks so much.